Hi, and welcome to The Real Postpartum Experience, a podcast featuring raw, unfiltered postpartum experiences told by real people, and I'm your host, Rosie. Today on this first episode, I have Courtney with me. I've known Courtney for many years, and she's here today to talk about the ups and downs of postpartum as she's experienced it. She's a first-time mom to an almost five-month-old. So let's get started. Can you tell me a little bit about how the birth of your baby went? I, my water broke early. I was 36 weeks. Um, I was sleeping and thought I had peed my pants <laughs> and it wasn't adding up. So we went to the hospital. Um, I started having contractions on the way there, got there. Um, we had done an ultrasound at 28 weeks and found out he was breech. So they did an ultrasound once I got in, confirmed he was still breech. I had hoped and thought maybe he had rotated into the right position, but he hadn't. Um, and so by about four o'clock in the morning, they confirmed I was going to need a C-section. And by 530, he was in our arms. So you had him at 36 weeks. Were you guys ready to have him early? Not at all. We um, didn't have hospital bags packed. I had bought our car seat two days before I went into labor. Well, the car seat's kind of important, so kind that's important. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so when we decided it, we needed to go to the hospital, we had to pack up bags, and I threw, like, one pair of underwear and some leggings and, like, my toothbrush in a bag, and Eric um, brought down two collared shirts and asked me if we were going to need these for anything. So we had very different um, ideas, ideas <laughs> yeah, of what to pack, um, which I will never let him live that down. I was having a contraction as he came down and I was just like showing you the shirts. Showing like, me the which shirts. Which one? Yeah. Any reason we would need these? And I was like, no, like we need to just go. I mean... I was still standing. Okay. So, so I, it hurt for sure. Like, breathing through it. I, I, not knowing what to expect, I now would never mistake a contraction for anything else. Like, gotcha. It, yeah. It's very, uh, I knew. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, did he, since you had him at 36 weeks, did he have to have a NICU stay at all? He did not. He was super close. Um, he wasn't breathing on his own when he came out. And so they put him on a CPAP and he, I'm not exactly sure how long he can have assisted breathing before they take him, but the NICU nurse had her timer out and was timing him within a few, I don't know, 15 seconds. Had he continued not breathing on his own, he would have had to go to the NICU. Okay. But he started. Um, and then also... His blood sugar was low and they were testing it um, his inf his entire first day of life. And he was allowed to have four tests under a certain number. And he had three in a row that were bad. And on the fourth one, it was above the number. So he didn't have to go for that either. That's good. Yeah. He, he scooted by the NICU stay. Very Which much. is really good for your bonding relationship yeah. right in the beginning yeah and I was I was really nervous um especially because he was early I think I would have been nervous no matter what but I just didn't want him to be anywhere I wasn't mm -hmm. I I didn't want him to leave the room yeah like yeah he's your baby right <laughs> <laughs> so when so you had to have a c-section yes 
um, that you probably weren't expecting to have. Hoping I was hoping not, not to have. To have. Okay, okay. When when I found out he was breech, I kind of allowed myself to be more flexible, I guess, mm-hmm. with what my mm-hmm. birth was going to look like. No, I didn't want a C-section. I cried when they told me I was going to have to have a C-section. Um, but it all worked out, I guess. Yeah. Wasn't my preferred delivery method. Right. But. But baby comes and that's how it happens. You kind of forget that that wasn't how you wanted to do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so with the C-section, how do you feel like your recovery went with when you were in the hospital? Did you feel like they helped you? Were you anxious to get up and walk and all of that yes. stuff? Super anxious. Um, I had the IV, I want to say for like 12 hours, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and then the catheter for almost the same, if not a little bit longer. And I hated feeling trapped to the bed. Mm-hmm. I not, I mean, half that time, maybe my legs were numb anyway. Right. Um, I just hated feeling like I couldn't go anywhere even if I wanted to. And you just needed so much help. Everything. Too. Getting I the baby, anything. getting your food, yep. all of that stuff. It's like you have to rely on... The nurses or your partner to, you know, hand you your baby if yeah. he's in the bassinet crying because you can't just hop up and get him. And that's, I mean, that's really hard. So yeah. um, when you got home, so you what, stayed in the hospital for three days, two days? Um, We were in the hospital. We actually stayed three nights. Three nights. They gave us an option of going. So Maverick was born on Saturday morning. They gave us the option of going home on Monday. Um, but they were going to give us, like, they were going to discharge us late in the evening. Oh, right. And nights are hard. And I was like, I don't want to go home and have our first moments at home be our, like, the hard Most part. Most challenging. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so we opted to stay until Tuesday morning. Okay, so, so then you got to discharge, like, mid-morning. And yes. Probably went a little smoother. Yes. That's, yeah, that's ideal. So when you got home, did you feel like you guys had everything that you needed? Did people come and help you? We, My mom came um, our second day home, I think. Our first day home, it was just us because we, we wanted it to mm-hmm. be just us to f- just figure things out. Yeah. It, we didn't even know what we needed at <laughs> yeah. the time. <laughs> like, um, I would say, yes, we had everything. Mm-hmm. It was literally just figuring out how to exist and take care of this little human. Yeah, navigate your new your new life. Totally. So uh, when you, since you had to have a C-section, you probably were in some significant amount of pain, um, mm-hmm. major abdominal surgery, you know, yes. things like that. Right. <laughs> How did you manage the pain when you got home? Um, I was pretty routine about taking Tylenol, ibuprofen. I had a prescription for oxycodone, um, but I tried not to use it because I was scared. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But something I learned in the hospital was to stay on top of my meds, to not wait until I was hurting. Um, which is something I guess I just didn't do previously. Mm -hmm. I would wait. If I had a headache, I would take Tylenol, ibuprofen, whatever. Um, But 
I was setting alarms on my phone, like ibuprofen, Tylenol, whatever. Um, We have, we live in a two-story townhouse. And so I was trying to stay either upstairs or downstairs Mm -hmm. the first probably week. um, Spending a lot of time on the couch Mm -hmm. and just trying not to overdo it. I think there were times where I thought I felt better than I probably did. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was sick of being stuck yeah. in my house. <laughs> yeah. It, how do you feel like having to stay either upstairs or downstairs or feeling like you couldn't really do a whole lot? How do you think that that made you feel in that first week being home? Uh, kind of useless mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I am very, very lucky to have a supportive significant other partner Mm -hmm. um who took on a lot of the duties that I normally did Mm -hmm. but it didn't make me feel good right I was lucky to have his support but it made me feel like trash basically yeah like I wasn't able to contribute or do anything that's so hard Um, yeah so and that's just in the first week yeah so after that after you made it past that first week um, you're feeling, you know, maybe a little bit better. You can walk a little yes. easier, things like that. Then how did things, how did that period progress? Um, well, so when Maverick was born, he wouldn't latch onto mm. my boob and my milk was in. I was producing more than enough, mm-hmm. but couldn't get him to latch. So I was having to pump, bottle feed him. Uh, every three hours uh, which was rough um and it also that was really hard for me because I was trying to get him to latch and he would just scream and cry he didn't want to do it and so it was really emotional for me because I had to just pass him off to dad yeah and then he would stop crying because dad would give him a bottle something that's supposed to be so natural breastfeeding so natural it's not no that easy not at all (laughs) I had a wonderful nurse explain like hey he's never done this before right you've never done this before you have to be patient Mm -hmm. and that helped but it still was like heartbreaking I was going to lactation appointments yeah um because of the c-section I couldn't carry my kid in his car seat mm-hmm. and so every everything, everything I did was like an event yeah you weren't independent anymore Not independent at all right right um and that is was is that was hard mm-hmm. to swallow that pill person. for sure yeah I and that was I guess talking about the pain management that was the type of stuff that I was probably overdoing it. Trying to do everything. Carrying his yourself. car seat mm-hmm. to the car when probably didn't need to. But mm-hmm. I wanted to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be able to do it. So, um, yeah, after the first week or two at home, it was still rough because I couldn't do the things I normally would do. Mm-hmm. 
even I mean take taking the baby out of the equation just trying to heal I couldn't right. do the things I needed to do right. or wanted to do so with your so you have a history of anxiety and depression yes and you were taking medications through your pregnancy yes you tried to stop one of them yeah um how do you during that period that you were pregnant preparing for the birth of your child how were you scared that you were going to have like some kind of severe postpartum depression or anxiety after he was born yes um i i struggled um being on my medication Mm -hmm. because i was terrified of something happening to him Mm -hmm. because of the medication i was taking so yes i did try to stop it wasn't good for me Mm -hmm. so between me and my midwife we said let's keep going Mm -hmm. um i spoke to my midwife um i also i see a therapist every other week i did Mm -hmm. that through my entire pregnancy and we set up kind of a game plan that i was not going to quit therapy i like we were keeping that schedule um they i guess i don't know like having anxiety and depression is in my file i guess you know and even when we would go to the pediatrician they would ask me like how are you feeling are Mm -hmm. you in a good headspace you know right um i feel like i had an image in my head of what postpartum anxiety or depression would look like and i think i was maybe wrong that it isn't i mean maybe it's different for everyone so what what was that image the image i expected was like i mean i guess more the anxiety of like thinking someone was going to break in and steal my kid Mm -hmm. or like things like that that I just thought would be like so extreme Mm -hmm. I was like nah I think I'll be okay you know um now looking back the anxieties I had was like what if something happens to me and my kid doesn't have a mom Mm -hmm. what if something happens to one of my parents and I don't have that support um which is really weird. Not at all what I would have expected, mm-hmm. but it's like that kind of stuff keeps me up. <laughs> yeah, very real. Yeah. Very real. It's scary. Yeah, it's and... definitely scary to throw that in the mix of not not only like what if something happens to my kid, but then what if my kid's not without a parent right? or without a parent, then it's like, you don't want to think about that, no. but it's in your head. It's uh, every time I got into the car, like whether I had Maverick in the car with me or not, I drive more cautiously because mm-hmm. i'm like if, if something yeah. happens to me like what's gonna happen to him yeah it's yeah so i mean i'm still being treated i actually mm-hmm. have a doctor's appointment coming up because nice. i think i need my pills yeah readjusted. yeah yeah well good for you <laughs> yeah staying on top of it trying <laughs> um so tell me a little bit about you said that so we talked about how you were on your medication and you stopped it. Mm-hmm. And then you you had this like anxiety that was different um, than what you thought it would be. What about the depression part of it? Like baby blues, postpartum depression. How is that how does that play into how you're feeling? Um, I I I guess it's hard for me to separate like just 
depression to mm-hmm. postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, because, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you can. It's kind of like rolled into one now. I was just real bummed. And especially yeah. with him not breastfeeding Latching, the way I thought yeah. he would. Um, yeah, I felt useless. I couldn't feed my kid. Sure, I could bottle feed him, but they all recommended, like, you be the boob. Right. Let dad be the bottle. Mm-hmm. And so it there was some rough nights. It usually was hardest in the night mm-hmm. or in the evenings. Um, yeah, I just felt useless, down, like, he doesn't need me, you know, which now saying that out loud is silly. Like, of course he needs me. Yeah. Um, But that's what it felt like. I mean, that's a very real feeling. Yeah. So would you ever, when you pumped and dad would bottle feed, did you try and bottle feed him too? Or did you just kind of try and let him be the one to do that? Pretty much let him be the one to do that. Um, Because I wanted him, I wanted Maverick to associate me with a boob. Mm-hmm. Rather um, than and the so bottle. It would, we would, when it was time to feed him, I would try to get him to latch. I would maybe put like five minutes into that, like trying, switch boobs, try that boob. He's screaming, <sighs> not doing it. And so dad would bottle feed. Um, I would occasionally, but a lot of the time while dad was bottle feeding, I had to be pumping. Mm. And so we just had this cycle Mm -hmm. that yeah did you ever figure out why he wasn't latching um I think what we figured out was just that like my nipple was too big for his mouth he had a tiny mouth he was only 36 weeks he He had a 36 week mouth yeah yeah (laughs) um we we did lactation consultant consulting appointments Mm -hmm. I think I had like four or five of them that's so many and he figured it out we're exclusively breastfeeding now but there you go i it was one of those things i didn't get the birth i thought i wanted and so i was like i'm i'm gonna breastfeed my Mm -hmm. baby Mm -hmm. like (laughs) yeah if i don't get one thing i'm getting this yes yeah so it was definitely a challenge and so now at five months Mm -hmm. postpartum yep now how are you feeling um, I feel like I have good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I said before, I think that what I thought postpartum depression and anxiety would be like isn't necessarily what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that I thought it would just be like so extreme and over the top and it's not. It's subtle. It's pretty subtle. Mm-hmm. And I can see why a lot of women wouldn't even know that they... That they're suffering from that. Because your whole life changes. Mm -hmm. And so why wouldn't the thoughts you're having just be normal Mm -hmm. with your new, like, new life? Yeah. Um, I think that now I am able to kind of address it in a way of, like, those thoughts aren't true. Right. I'm, I can kind of, um, I still have days where I, you know, kind of believe the things I am thinking. I get into a depressive episode and, um, but it's, it's a roller coaster. The next day I might be fine. Um, 
which I guess is just depression, really. <laughs> how, and how do you deal with that now that you have a baby? So you can't just be like, I need a mental health day because I also have this human right. that I'm responsible for. Um, yeah, our, my mental health days, I mean, I guess still kind of similar. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing much. I'm laying on a couch watching mm-hmm. TV or if I can, napping. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just do it with a baby now, which... <laughs> A cute baby. It's, he's cute, but um, <laughs> it's definitely not what it used to be, which, I mean, maybe that helps. It gives me a purpose when mm-hmm. I might feel like I don't have one. Mm-hmm. I have to get up. I have to change his diaper. Mm-hmm. I have to care for him. Um, Probably a little bit healthier yeah. that way. So he's, help- he's helping you with this little five-month-old yeah. life. Lots of pressure on that little guy. <laughs> He's handling it just fine, I'm sure. (laughs) And so we talk a lot about um, mom guilt, right? So I struggled for a long time because all my friends, none of my friends had babies. Right. And I was the only one that had a baby for a very long time. Um, Do you feel that now? Do you feel the mom guilt ever? Um, A little bit. I think... I think what I see more is like mom shaming, which is Mm. super unfair. Um, It's terrible. Mom guilt, I guess. I kind of, I don't know. Like I just kind of am in a like personal space where I just don't care Mm -hmm. what is going, like what people have to say. If I get invited somewhere and I can't bring my kid, I'm like, no, not coming. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't really. Does it hurt your feelings if somebody's like, hey, let's go out, but you can't bring your kid? Or are I you just like, I eh. haven't totally had that happen. I guess my brother just celebrated his 30th birthday and they rented a house in Sun River and mm-hmm. he approached it that way. Like, hey, we're going to be partying. I would love for you to come, but like probably don't bring the baby. So I stayed home. <laughs> Which, and that made me sad. Yeah. Because like, his is 30th party. And yeah, yeah it big. was a big deal. You guys are close. Very close. Yeah. And so um, that made me sad. But it, I just tried to look at the positives. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to bed at nine, yeah. which I like doing. Yeah. <laughs> Stayed in your routine yeah. and yeah. it was fine. <laughs> like, um, yeah, you know, I just tried to stay positive. I saw lots of pictures mm-hmm. and the next or when they all got home, um, we all recapped. I heard stories, you know. It felt like I was missing out until they all got home. And I was like, no, mm. I was okay. You're like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. okay. <laughs> Maybe I didn't uh, want to be there. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because when I first, when you first decided you would do an interview, I was thinking about how it wasn't that long ago that we were in Vegas. <laughs> I party? think about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And now, well, I had a kid you at did. that time. How old was she then? Oh, uh, she was probably almost four. Okay. So she was, you know, yeah. she wasn't a baby baby. But right. I mean, I still, I felt guilty about leaving her for sure. But then I was like, oh, and now, now Courtney has a baby. Yeah. And Jackie has a baby. Right. And so now you guys are kind of all up there with me. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you? I mean, not how old were you. How old was Amelia the first time you left her overnight? The first time I left her overnight, she was 
Over a year. She was probably okay. a year and a half. Yeah. And it was for a bachelorette party. It was. Mm-hmm. See, I'm like dreading that leaving. It's hard. But that makes me feel better. A year it's and a half. It's hard, yeah. I have a bachelorette party offer in mm-hmm. June. Okay. And so Mav would be eight months. And I feel, I do feel guilty. Already thinking about it. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to go, honestly. Because of... I don't want to leave him yeah. yet. Yeah. But should I be leaving him at eight months old? Maybe I should be. Maybe that's okay. I, I mean, don't it's know. totally up to you. And anything is fine. I mean, it doesn't matter, like you said, mom shaming, right? Ugh. So it's it's your decision whether or not you want to leave or not. But I will say it's always harder on us than it is on them. For sure. <laughs> I do believe that. Because then if he's, what, how old is he going to be? Eight, eight, eight months? Eight months, I think. Is S- that math right? I don't Six, know. Six, seven. Yeah, around eight. Months. Around eh, whatever, <laughs> eight-ish. Yes, um, it's always harder on you than it is on them. And you know, when you factor in the fact that you're still going to be pumping, yep, that's kind of you know a pain. That's where I'm at. I'm going to a bachelorette party next month. Right, going to be gone for two nights, and I'm like, I'm going to be pumping at this, you know, these this in Vegas. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, but I want to go. Right. I, I'm committed to going. She's going to be 10 months, rounding out to May, almost 11. I'm telling myself in my head she's going to be almost 11 months because right. it makes me feel better. Sure. But, yeah, it's already that guilty feeling, but I did buy my plane ticket. So, so you're committed. We're in it. Oh, we're going. It's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. That was the excuse I was leaning on. Like, if I'm not going to this bachelorette party, mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, I don't. How are you going to do it? Just pumping? Just going to do often? it. Like, I mean, I, let's see, probably during the day at least three times yeah. and then maybe once before we go out. Yeah. Something like that. It's a commitment. I know. Good We're just going to wing it. We're Good winging it. You. You're an inspiration. <laughs> Parenting, 99.9% winging yes. it. That's what we're doing. 100%, honestly. <laughs> but the mom, the mom, the mom guilt is very present, I think, in that, in that I'm leaving her and she's still just a little baby. Yeah. I think, um, I guess going back to the office, I felt it a little bit. Yeah. But what choice do we have? Right. Especially as working moms. Yeah. I don't have a choice. Yeah. Did that, do you feel like when you went back to work, did, did that make you more sad? Yes. I felt, I still am sad. I've been back at work for two months yeah. now. Um, and I only go to the office two, maybe three times a week. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so sad leaving him. It's Even though so he's hard. fine. He's, he's totally fine. fine. They are fine. Totally fine. We are not fine. No. <laughs> we are not fine. No. <laughs> but, you know, it's okay to not be okay, right? That's yes. the biggest yes. thing is that's that. That's a good point. It's normal. It's normal to have those feelings and to be sad and to miss them and to want to be so present right. in their tiny little lives because, you know, you were with them for nine whole months right. growing them. Yep. And you don't want to miss anything. So And they change so fast. So fast. Like, I woke Mav up this morning, and as I lifted him Mav his bassinet, I was like, he's bigger. Yeah. He is bigger you since I put it. him to bed last night. <laughs> you grew overnight. Right. It's so sad. It's very sad. 
but you know, just you got to do what you got to do. Right. And so when you think about a working mom and, or being a stay at home mom, yeah, I mean, they both have their challenges completely being a stay at home mom is so hard. Yeah. So on, on one end of going back to work and feeling sad, Mm -hmm. Did going back to work also help you a little bit, yes. like to feel like you were I contributing was a again? Person mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was almost surprising. Mm-hmm. Of course, I missed him. Mm-hmm. I think about him all day, every day, especially when I'm at work. But to sit down at my desk and send emails again mm-hmm. and talk to adults, mm-hmm. um, contribute something. Yeah. Both at home and at work. Right. Bringing home a paycheck. And it just gave me a, a, the independence thing. Right. I Going back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to be independent. Mm-hmm. I could, I was contributing, like I said, both in the office and at home. Made me feel whole, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. So you mentioned to me at five months postpartum that you thought you would feel somewhat normal again. What does that mean? Well, um, before I got pregnant, I felt stable, Mm -hmm. I would say. And um, obviously, you expect your hormones to be kind of wild during pregnancy and after. And I just thought, like, fourth trimester, you know, the first 12 weeks after you have your baby. I just thought, once I hit that, that, like, I would be normal again, Mm -hmm. stable Things would level out. Yeah, like level. And um, I'm not. (laughs) And it's I've gotten gotten used to what some people would say, lack of sleep. Sure. Like not an issue. Um, But hormone mood wise, Mm -hmm. it's not normal. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Like. Just still, like, very much up and down. So up and down. And everything feels big. Even, um, like, both directions. Happy is, like, extreme happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just recently, I was, I don't even remember what I was thinking about, but, like, had just this overwhelming sense of gratitude Mm -hmm. to, like, it moved me to tears. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not normal. (laughs) Like... I everything just seems so big every like a disagreement with me and Eric huge emotions not yeah Mm -hmm. like it's everything just seems so big and I feel like that I I thought that wouldn't be going on still right so I don't know when that ends you were hoping to hit that 12 week mark and be like okay yeah I got this that's I thought you know, I always heard the fourth trimester. Right. Fourth trimester. So. But I mean, the postpartum period, I feel like just it varies so much with people who. As far as like the timeline of it, like I very much like I'm in a good place right now. Yeah. But I know people that are like, well, my kid's two and a half and I'm still, you know, right. and it's like. Okay, so when does it end? Like well, when? How you know? do you again? I mean, it, I guess it's it is. It's different for everyone, right? But like, how do you know that it's not something more? 
at well, two years postpartum or right and I think that's I that is a really good question and I think what you I think you already know the answer for yourself because you do go to therapy yeah. and you are seeing a doctor about mm-hmm. your medications and I think that that is something that's going to help people know when not like enough is enough but like Okay, when, when should we really treat this? And yeah. it's by actively knowing when to get help, right? So right. I think that some people might be afraid of that. Totally. Well, and there's such a stigma. Oh, gosh. I feel like it should. At, at this point, I mean, come on. An SSRI is like nothing now. No, everyone's but- <laughs> on them. <laughs> but it's like still somehow you feel bad because right. you're not, you're, you need help. And. When but I, we all need a little we bit. We all need help. Yes, <laughs> I don't disagree. Um, that was also something I guess I couldn't understand at first. Mm-hmm. Was like, I've always wanted to be a mom since I was in kindergarten. My mom just told me recently that I would ask her all the time, "Well, can I be a doctor and a mom? Mm-hmm. Can I be a teacher and a mom?" Mm-hmm. Like that was it. My wasn't goal. one or the other. Yeah, I was gonna be something and a mom. Mm-hmm. And um, so literally, my dream's coming true, having mm-hmm. this baby. Then why do I feel like shit? Right. Like, why am I not just over the moon happy? Well, I mean, you can be over the moon happy and also be sad. True. That is true. And I was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's, you know, that's okay. And it's, you literally just met... This tiny human. Yeah. That now you're 100% responsible for. And that's freaking scary. It is scary. It's so scary. And I thought I knew. I don't want to say I thought I knew everything because no one knows everything. But I was a nanny for Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. I felt like I raised children. Um, But when they discharged us from the hospital and we're like, okay, go home. I felt like I knew nothing. You're like, no, thank you. I'll stay. Yeah. I'll stay, please. This is all right here. Like, beds, okay. Yeah. Um, Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. When you, so when you uh, got discharged and you went home, were you, you and Eric, like parents that were like, okay, we're going to take turns sleeping because somebody has to watch the baby breathe. Were you guys scared? (laughs) I, like, no. No. I mean... A little, we, we struggled with a routine. And so, um, we, like I said, I was spending so much time either upstairs or downstairs. So with, if I was downstairs, I was on the couch, which means Maverick was on the couch. Mm -hmm. And so there were nights where one of it, like we wouldn't go to bed, actual bed Mm -hmm. until like three o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. just because we were getting up or like we had to feed him all the time, whatever. Um, and so I guess we kind of were in shifts. Like, yeah. I would stay awake because I had to feed him in two hours. And then I would sleep and Eric would have to feed him. So I we weren't crazy. Like, I don't want to say crazy. That is not <laughs> what I mean. But, like, we weren't obsessively checking to make sure yeah. he was breathing. Um, but we were awake, like, tending to him. Yeah, constantly. Yeah. And so now... Now that he's five months, mm. is he still waking up at night all the time? He is. Wanting to nurse? Um, usually two times a okay. night. Um, 
lately, the last like week, three times a night, which him and I had a conversation this morning. Yeah. He said, we got to go back to yeah. two times. Two like, times only, bro. Yeah. Three, <laughs> three is too much. Um, but with that, the nights that he sleeps for six hours straight, yeah. if I wake up before he wakes me up, I'm putting my hand on him to make sure he's breathing. Because you're like, why aren't you awake yet? Why hasn't he woken up? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say we put him to bed at like 7.30 and he usually is up by midnight, I mm-hmm. would say. Mm-hmm. And then again at like 3. Mm-hmm. And probably when he's waking up at like 6, it's probably like we could start our day, but right. I'm not ready to no. start my day. So I'm counting that as a third time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your day's not getting started right. at six o'clock. No. <laughs> Go back to bed. Right. <laughs> well, I always loved it when, I mean, I was just there a few months ago. Right. And then people would be like, oh, my baby sleeps all night. And I'd be like, don't say that to right. me because I'm still waking up two to three times a night to right. nurse mine. Yeah. So that's always fun. I, Yeah. Like, that's probably the rudest thing you can say to a new mom. Uh, any mom. Any My mom. My baby slept through the night at two months old. Yeah. Cool. No. That's good for you. Something <laughs> I also, I saw, like, sleeping through the night means different things to different people. Yes. Sleeping six hours mm-hmm. to me is not sleeping through the night. That's, I'm not sleeping six Like, no. I need more than six hours yeah. of sleep. So, I'm. I mean, I'm good with a solid six. I, I but mean, I would be stoked to sleep six hours straight. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but I don't know if I count that as sleeping through the night. No, because you wake. You're waking up to feed your baby still. Right. So you're not. It's broken sleep. Broken, broken sleep. sleep. Yes, that's 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 what I call it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the broken sleep. Yes. So, do you guys take him out? And go do, try and go do family thing. I mean, the weather is not that great right now, but. Yes. To try and feel like. Normal. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, we. Is it a production? It's a production. <laughs> for sure. Um, I always said, you know, you say so oh, much Oh, you before. say so uh, many things. <laughs> I will never. I will always. No. no. That's. <laughs> Just don't even say have anything. low expectations. <laughs> Um, always thought I would be on time. I was mm, like, mm-hmm, I'll just adjust, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll give myself an extra half hour when I have a kid. Mm-hmm. So I can, no. no. We're still late. Half hour is um, nothing. He, like, I'll get him in his car seat and then he'll, like, have a blowout. Yeah. And, like, you just can't plan for things like no. that. Um, we did try, honestly, the first time we went out was, like, 10 days after he was born. Okay. Um, one of Eric's friends was having a get together and I wanted to feel normal Mm -hmm. and we went and it was so overwhelming. Mm. I was so exhausted and I'm pretty sure we stayed home for like another two weeks after that because I was like, I cannot do that again. Yeah. Like that is so much. Yeah. That's a lot. So we, I would say now it's probably, fairly normal as long as the plans are normal like mm-hmm. not taking my kid to parties sure like we're not staying out till midnight I'm not going to ragers no not anymore <laughs> it would be no fun there 
Like, you guys, I got to go. It's bedtime. Right. Eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I would say we probably do, like, going out to dinner. Probably do it as much as we did before. Okay. It's just not, I mean, it's not something we did a lot anyway. Right. Um. It's, if we can have people come to us, we do that a lot more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We used to um, have no issue going places, and now it's like, well, why don't you guys come to us? Yeah. Have you found that your friends are more flexible in coming to you now that you guys have the yes. baby? Yeah. And I feel like I'm lucky. Um, I feel like our friends are really forgiving mm-hmm. because of the baby, mm-hmm. which maybe that's a bad excuse, but, you know, <laughs> they are more flexible and coming to us and changing plans well you guys have the baby so we'll come to you or um understanding if we're not going somewhere right they recognize that it's more challenging for you guys to be carting him around which you know yeah you gotta take him you gotta take all his stuff you got you know there's a there's a lot you're not just taking your kid no you're taking a stroller a car seat a bag stuff like (laughs) Yeah, like 10 outfits, yeah. 50 diapers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The times we've left the house without the bag. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. good. No. Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> it's like, we're going to have to go. We didn't We didn't bring our diaper bag today. Yeah. Just, and it's, I guess, that's a transition that, like, yeah. we. All uh, of the just, stuff that you have to bring. Oh, my gosh. Wait till you go on a trip. I, I can't Oof. even imagine can't imagine my gosh well because you know they can't pack themselves no (laughs) well and like you forget one thing one thing one thing yeah not gonna be good i know it's so hard (laughs) it's so hard when you when you guys um came home did a lot of your friends come and see you guys or was it just kind of like a slow trickle of people to come visit it was probably more a slow trickle Mm -hmm. um we, I think it was one of those things I expected everyone to just like bombard us, mm-hmm. um, which I was pretty open. I didn't want, I wanted, um, kind of as few visitors as possible yeah. or as spread out as possible. Mm-hmm. Everything was exhausting. Yeah. And so when people came, it felt exhausting. Um, and so one of my friends said, answer the door in a robe. Mm, and people won't mm-hmm. stay long. Mm, yeah. So I took advantage of that. They'll get the message. Yeah. It's not time to stay. Nope. Come in, hang out for a minute, but yeah. I'm not even dressed. Social you cues. leave. Yeah. <laughs> so um, friends came, but it was definitely slow. That's good. Yeah. Gives was, you guys time. Yeah. To yourselves. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up because we have to get back to our babies. Uh, But, Courtney, is there anything else that you want to say? Yeah, I just think that um, anyone who is struggling postpartum, it's normal. And talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Don't feel alone. Don't go through it alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Doctors, friends, family, just get your feelings out there. Talk to someone. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. And thanks for being willing to be a guest on my podcast. Join us next time as I talk to Christina about her real postpartum experience.